is the All Into Clemson Football Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. I think the most important question coming out of this game on Saturday is this. Does anyone enjoy playing FCS teams? Does anyone enjoy watching Clemson play FCS teams? I don't think the players even enjoy playing FCS teams, man. Uh, Well, except for the players who get into the games, and these are the only games they get into. So I guess that's the reason why we play FCS teams. I was thinking the same thing for two and a half hours watching that game. It's like, why am I doing this? The only reason I enjoyed it was back when they had the uh, the NCAA PlayStation game or the video game was those were the games where you really ran up the score and got your players in the Heisman race. <laughs> and the thing about real life is with Dabo Sweeney, our players don't even get in the Heisman race because of this, because we just play a million players, which is great. And I'm happy for that. But why do we do this? I don't understand. I mean, so I, I'm more of a, a traditionalist in the sense that I don't like for things to change. This is... This may ruin my credibility, but I actually enjoy the BCS. Now, I like the college football playoff, playoff better now that we have it. But I'm sort of believing now that we need to do these these schedule changes that more and more teams are going to be doing in this next decade, which is just scheduling good teams and not playing teams like the Citadel and crushing them 49 to nothing like Clemson did last week on Saturday. An actual question with that. I mean, Clemson has to pay them a decent amount of money to come play them. Yep. So why exactly does Clemson do that though? Like, what is it? What do they get out of it? They get nothing other than a chance that there's that they could lose. Yeah, they get a little <laughs> practice game. That's about it. So, uh, but it happened. So let's talk about it a little bit. Here's here's the way this episode is going to be structured. I've got a bunch of random notes that I took, and then we're going to have some takeaways, and then I've got some bonus takeaways, and then we're going to introduce a new segment at the end of the program here, which we'll save for the end. I won't tell you, so you got to listen all the way through. Don't skip. I know you're thinking right now. You're just going to skip all the way to the end. Don't do that. Uh, You're welcome to, I guess. Okay. Uh, So probably the biggest accomplishment of this last weekend is that Clemson has just now set a new ACC record for the most consecutive wins by a program. 31 straight regular season victories. They just passed Florida State. I never want to be second to Florida State in anything. So this is probably the best thing that's ever happened now it's to me. 31 straight against ACC teams, right? Or the regular season games in general? Regular regular season victories. So it doesn't, it doesn't count the loss in the championship last year. And it doesn't matter if it's not an ACC team then? No. All right. All right. Yeah. Hmm, that's impressive. It is impressive. It, I mean, that's like several seasons. <laughs> so that's uh, it is very impressive. So congrats to the Tigers for that. I would assume their last loss then was against Pitt in 2016 then. That was at home. I'd have to go back and look. I couldn't tell you. I'll let you know here in a few minutes. All right, you do that. Because I want to talk about something else that's kind of funny to me. And that's the fact that uh, Travis Etienne cannot get in the end zone. And I feel really bad for him right now. Trevor Lawrence stole another one of his touchdowns inside the five-yard line. <laughs> and then he also returned a punt. And I wrote this down. I said, ha ha, ETN can't get in the end zone on punt return. So <laughs> <laughs> he got to like the five-yard line. Yeah, he line, got tackled it? inside the five and it keeps <laughs> happening. Now, what I will say is that on the touchdown, uh, on uh, and actually I think you have a few things to say about this. He did have a couple of chances to get in the end zone on the read option. Uh, in the first half when they got down inside the five, they did feed him the ball a couple of times and he didn't get in. So 
maybe Trevor Lawrence stealing that touchdown from him is the wrong way to put it, but Trevor Lawrence has more rushing touchdowns than ETN has so far this season. He's got three. <laughs> yeah, ETN has one. Yes, that was a... I don't know, do you want to get into that now, or are we doing that? Yeah, go for it. Oh, I was just going to complain about the play calling. We talked about it before with... Their only play that they ever have inside the five-yard line is the read option. Now, obviously it works against teams like the Citadel, but like it took three chances, and then Trevor Lawrence had to bulldoze a defender to get in. Like you were, you mentioned uh, before we were talking during the show um, that obviously they don't want to show off any plays to anybody, but at the same time, like they just run the same play over and over and over again. So I don't know. What do you think about all of that? Yeah, I mean, it's not like they'd be showing anything too crazy if they just like threw a fade into the corner of the end zone that's not particularly creative that's just like a mono mono type of play yeah which i guess so is the read option but yeah i'd love to see some some new stuff happen uh not next week because they have a bye week but the week after that we'll see what happens but you're right they do like that read option and they do especially like running trevor lawrence and if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time specifically last year you know that that is my least favorite aspect of this offense. I don't want Trevor Lawrence to get hurt, and there's no reason for him to be rushing at the one-yard line to get a touchdown against <laughs> the Citadel. I'll hop off my soapbox now. All right, so let's go ahead and hop into some of these takeaways. Uh, I think the first one and the most obvious one is that the offense looked amazing. They just looked great. They finished with 405 yards. Trevor Lawrence... Oh, mama. That boy was on fire. <laughs> he was throwing some bombs, that's for sure. That's right. Exactly what we wanted to see, too. Yeah. And and I, this is exactly what we wanted to see, as you just said. Last year, we were concerned because the offense seemed to start slow. This year has been the total opposite. Trevor Lawrence is coming out and playing like the Heisman leading candidate that he is. And even though he only threw nine balls, it was like, I, I mean... He was on target with everything. He wasn't rushed. Granted, let's not forget they were playing the Citadel, of course. But, uh, you, you know, I, I th he just looks so much more mature, so much more comfortable. He talked after the game about how all, all the work that he put in on his accuracy. He's changed his uh, pre-snap stance. Uh, he looks at Tom Brady all the time. He says he's tried to copy a lot of what he does, which, you know, that's it. Let's hope not now. But. Well, <laughs> yeah, early Tom Brady. Uh, but it's really paying off. And uh, and so far, again, they haven't played anybody particularly good. But Trevor Lawrence has come out really strong. And uh, actually, Dabo, after the game, said he thought this was probably the game where his accuracy was the best. Yeah. He only threw nine passes, but yeah. there's that. It is, it's looking really good, though. I like, other than the read option where they allow him to run he's not looking to run on any pass plays unless he absolutely has to he's standing in the pocket looking strong and that's what i like to see so i've also got that uh stat about the regular season uh losses the last loss in the regular season for clemson was in 2017 against syracuse that was a long time ago i was a young man back then <laughs> i don't even know what to say <laughs> lost a lot of hair since then i must be a little kid then because i'm a lot younger than you <laughs> Oh, way to point that out. Moving on, Frank Gladson balled out today, baby. So Trevor Lawrence looked great. And one of the uh, keys, if you listen to the preview episode, was we really wanted to see those outside wide receivers show up this week. And one of them did. Um, 
and that was Frey Latson. Now, Joseph Ngata was held out. I guess he tweaked his an ab muscle Saturday morning. I don't know what he was doing. That seems like a, <laughs> a weird injury. I wonder what that would feel like, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to have abs for that to happen. <laughs> True. Fair enough. But he did it. Uh, and so he, he didn't play. Frank Ladson, though, really stepped up in his absence. He had three receptions for 87 yards. And uh, probably the play of the game, I would say, was that bomb that Trevor threw to him in the end zone. That deep, I think it was 57 yards uh, for a touchdown. Uh, that was awesome. And we really saw uh, his speed on that play. And this is something that I didn't really know, but Amari Rogers says that Frank Ladson is the fastest receiver on the team. Apparently, they had a race over the summer, hmm. and uh, Frank just uh, blew by Amari. And Amari is a pretty quick guy. So. Very quick. <laughs> uh, Trevor, after the game, had to say about Frank Ladson that, uh, and that's when he, uh, excuse me, and then when he is in there, he's just flashy and he can run. You saw that today. He just runs by people, and he absolutely ran by the secondary, which, by the way, for what it's worth, uh, the Citadel has a pretty good secondary <laughs> by <laughs> FCS standards. Yeah, FCS standards, <laughs> but it's not like they're you know a, a total joke of an FCS team. Uh, so for what it's worth, that you know I I'll, mean, just, I'll just throw that out there. Is it probably the same team? Was it last year that they hung with Alabama for a little while? It, it was several years ago. Several, never mind. It was a few. So years it's probably ago. not the same team. Same nice guys. try though. That was good reach. So the offense looked great. Everybody looked sharp. Fantastic. The defense also was maybe even more impressive than the offense. Dabble said that uh, the defense, after the game, he said that the defense was the story of the game, which is impressive when you put up 49 points in the first half and the defense is the most impressive uh, aspect of the team. It was their first shutout since 2016. Fun fact for you. Here's a little uh, Aflac trivia question. What was the last shutout that Clemson had? We talked about it during the preview episode. Oh, that Clemson shut out? Yeah. Ooh. I have no idea. Okay. I I don't remember. It was uh, the episode was a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) I was even younger in 2016, which is when the last shutout was. And that was against Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. Really? Yeah. A little more impressive, but any shutout is impressive, especially against uh, a gimmicky offense that is the Citadel. I mean, generally teams that run the triple option, they at least find some success at some point because defenses just don't play that sort of offense, that sort of um, uh, scheme very often. And so often, you know, sometimes it's not like the Citadel was going to put up 30 points on Clemson, but you would have thought they would at least get into field goal range at some point, which they did, and they missed the field goal. And so Clemson's defense did exactly what we wanted them to do, though, like – I said at the end of the preview episode, like, don't be giving up 20 points, 24 points yeah. to some crap team. And that's they did the opposite. So Exactly. They took care of business. And so that was great to see. Um, the only note that I have on the defense is that Darion Kendrick was disciplined by the team uh, prior to the game. He's had some uh, off the field issues during the summer and Dabo talked about it post game. So they sat him out for the first play. He's been listed as a... Uh, or starter on the depth chart uh, and he came back and he, he had a uh, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty during that game which Dabo wasn't particularly happy about and afterwards he said that he's, he kind of dug himself a hole during the offseason and he's getting himself out of it right now so whatever that means 
I'll just leave that out there. Hopefully, throughout the season, you know, he continues to play and stays out of trouble because he's by far their best cornerback, and uh, we need we need him out there because uh, we talked about this in the preview episode, and this was before I knew they ran the triple option. I should have known that. But I really wanted to see the secondary come out and play well, and uh, they only gave up 76 passing yards. It's not saying much <laughs> when the Citadel what, threw the ball a whole 11 times. Yes. They completed three passes. Yes. Way to point that out. So three passes for 76 yards might not actually be that impressive. Well, it's 6.9 yards per pass, <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> so there's that. I think we're taking a little too much information into these these stats here. Oh, I'm sorry, Citadel. I thought I thought number radio was the the best radio <laughs> of all time. Okay, uh, so uh, th- here's something I've decided to do. There aren't a ton of takeaways from this game, except that as we've said, the offense was amazing, the defense was ama- amazing, really in depth coverage there. So uh, there were a few things that did go wrong, and I thought I would just make a bigger deal out of those things than are necessary. So this is just a made-up segment we're going to call, here's my overreaction take, okay? So you ready for this? Let's do it. You got your uh, earplugs in because I'm going to yell. I'm so hot about some of these things. In fact, I'm going to turn away from the mic because I don't want to blow people's eardrums out. Stand a few steps back. All right. First take number one is... Listen here, Amari. Amari Rogers dropped that ball from Trevor Lawrence. If he hadn't dropped that ball, Trevor Lawrence would have been perfect. And I'm here to say, I'm the first one to say, Amari, you just cost Trevor Lawrence the Heisman Trophy. And you can take that to the bank, all of you who are listening to this. I mean, that was embarrassing. Trevor did all the hard work. And while we're on the topic, Amari Rogers, why don't you just get taller already? I mean, good grief. You're like the shortest receiver on this team, and it's time you literally stepped up. Be better and be taller, period. How was that? (laughs) Kind of hard to take you seriously there. (laughs) Uh, That's the point. You're not supposed to take it seriously. (laughs) Get taller. (laughs) Okay, I've got another one of those, but let's get back to a real takeaway real quick. Uh, the backups were not amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> yes, thank you. They're awful. They. So when was the last time you saw a game that in the first half a team puts up forty nine points and then they put up a zero in the second half? It's kind of crazy. That's what I was telling you. I would walk like I would walk away for two minutes in the first half and then they'd be up by another fourteen points. So that I tried that in the second half. So I'd go away for like 10 minutes to see if that they would even score and nothing happened. The so. real question is, why are you leaving a Clemson game for like a few minutes at a time or 10 minutes? Uh, I got to go to the bathroom sometimes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Uh, I shouldn't have asked that question. Yeah. So they were... They were kind of weak. I wasn't impressed at all, and except for the defense. All right. We'll take it back. The defense was good, but let's focus on the offense. Um, this is my favorite stat of the day, and that's... Clemson had 313 yard offensive yards in the first half. They had less than 100 offensive yards in the second half. They had 92 offensive yards. That's it's just not what you want to see out of the backups. And we've talked about this since day one at the beginning of the season. And that's this season is very unusual. And more than ever before, your backups 
probably are more important than ever because you never know when your star player or your this starter here or this whole unit here is going to be decimated by COVID. And so on defense, I'm fine with that. But on offense, the offensive line was not very good. They didn't open up any rushing lanes for our uh, our backup running backs. And uh, the quarterbacks were just, yeah, they were fine. DJ, and man, I really got to practice this name before I come on here because I've heard it, I've heard it pronounced many different ways. Uh, Wagalele, sure, yeah. Let's go with it. Cool. I, got, I, I don't I know why I'm better. asking you because you have no idea. <laughs> I either. can't pronounce anything. Uh, he played fine. He had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Uh, I don't feel like they've really opened the offensive playbook to him yet. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm not blaming him necessarily, but I want to if he's going to go if he's going to be out there. Let's again. Hopefully, this doesn't happen. But let's say Trevor Lawrence is out for a game. He's going to be the backup, and he's got to step up. So I need to I need him to be at full speed here pretty soon. And the thing with, uh, you know, DJ Pumachan as well, like he was one for five, I think. And now, granted, he there was a huge drop ball that he he dropped a dime into the tight end's uh, bread basket right down the seam, and he just dropped it. And so things just didn't look sharp. There were penalties in the second half. They didn't score a single point in the second half. We need to see better. And Dabo said, this is a great quote, actually. They asked him about this, and he said, listen, the standard doesn't change. Those are Clemson players. They need to be playing up to the Clemson standard, and they just didn't do that in the second half. I mean, those guys, like, normally you don't get upset with backups, like, when you blow out a team that you don't expect to blow out. But, like, these guys knew coming in that they were going to play at least a half of football. So, like, their mindset should have been there, and they just didn't seem ready to come out or prepared. So, exactly. I'm sure that'll be fixed as the season goes on. And part of it, too, is that because of the whole offseason issues, I don't know how much time these guys got, you know, if they were able to to focus as as much. So we'll give them some leeway there. But uh, this won't be their last opportunity either. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Exactly. But this wasn't your typical Clemson backup second half type of game. I would have liked to see the off. This is the second week in a row that the off, you know, the the backups on offense just didn't look very good. So let's let's hope that gets a little bit better. Okay, let's uh, get back to an overreaction take, shall we? And this actually, I don't know. These are sort of the same takes, but um, I've got a little little different angle to take on this. Okay, so I'm gonna move away from the mic now. Many of the headlines will say that Clemson dominated the Citadel, but here's what my headline says. Clemson, the number one team in the country, is confounded by an FCS team. Are you kidding me right now? The second and third string looked like cute little clowns. Cute little orange clowns with pretty flower paws on their heads. Get out of here! In fact, the Citadel showed terrible sportsmanship by declining the running clock in the second half. When you know you're going to take a team down like that and take it to a team, they should know better than to pile it on the Clemson second unit. Was that better than the first one? I don't know. No, I thought the first one was funnier. No, it was funnier. Oh, I tried with a clown thing. You got to give me credit for that. You didn't really watch. Did you watch halftime at all? I didn't know teams could do this, that uh, <laughs> Clemson offered to have a running clock in the second half. Yeah, I've heard of that. I'd never Most heard coaches decline it. I mean, there's no point to. Yeah. I, well, the Citadel is only playing four games this season. And so. Why the heck would they do a yeah. running clock thing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So here's the new segment. We're going to give you our Tiger King for this game. <laughs> so cliche. I'm, I'm sure every 
everybody dealing with the Clemson Tigers is going to be, oh, the Tiger King for this game. But we're going to bring you something. I thought we were done with all this. No, we're not done. It's backed. We're going to take it a step further because that's what we always do. And we're going to take it in a more stupid direction as we always do. And we're going to provide you with the Carol Baskins of the game as well. (laughs) The (laughs) most non-valuable player, people, unit, I don't know. Can that be like... We're still going to refine this a little bit. Can that bit. just be like a stupid play that someone does? Yeah. Or is that, do they just someone play bad? Is sure. It, does it anything we want? I don't know. It's up to you. I guess it's our show, so we can do whatever sure. we want. That's right. <laughs> We're in charge here. All right. So my Tiger King for this game, and this is sort of cheating, but again, like you said, we make the rules here. My Tiger King is the entire first team. That's offense, defense. They crushed it this game. I probably would have said Trevor Lawrence, but... I really just love the play by all of the starters. So there, I'm taking the easy way out. What you got? Uh, I'm not going to take the easy way out, but I'm going to give some credit to Jake Venables here who led the team with tackles. Oh. So shout out to my boy there. Going deep. How many tackles did he have? A whole five. <laughs> and he led the team with five tackles. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tiger King, Jake Venables, five tackles. Excellent. All right. Two of them were solos. Oh. And he hurried the quarterback once. <laughs> okay. Just piling on those stats. I'm sure that's Make his what, dad proud. That's what people really wanted to hear was the Jake Venable stats. <laughs> All right. Carol Baskins, who you got for us? You want to go first? Sure. I'll go first. I'll <laughs> let you think about it a little bit. Uh, normally, I would have also copped out and said the entire second and third team, but I'm going to narrow it down a bit here. And uh, this may come as a surprise, but I'm going with the wet hair at the post-game press conferences. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Uh, so Trevor Lawrence came out. He oh. had wet hair. Yikes. Dabba Sweeney, you could tell, you know, like, this is what I could tell, is, uh, you know, when you get out of the shower and you take like this hot shower after a sweaty day and you're still sort of a little sweaty, and then you go and you put a suit jacket on <laughs> and a tie, that's what Dabba Sweeney looked like in his press conference. And uh, I, I'm here to say like, can he just like not afford a hair dryer or something? And the same for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, bro, your hair is your brand. Let's see better from you. I ex- that's not up to the Clemson standard in my book. Now, Brent Venables has a bit of a life hack for them. And this doesn't help Trevor because his hair is long. But Brent showed up in a <laughs> – this is a terrible choice too. And a, and a full suit and a, uh, a Clemson baseball cap. So uh, very classy. Good work. But uh, he gets extra effort points for not showing up with wet hair. I mean, my question about that is, do you think Trevor Lawrence is just keeping the long hair so that when he gets to the NFL, he can just team up with Dove or uh, isn't it Dove? Yeah. Or head and shoulders with oh, I think Patrick whoops. Mahomes just took that position. So. It's true. I don't know. That's a good question. We'll have to question him about that the next time we talk to him. Trevor, why don't you get on that? Our boy Trevor. I don't know if he ever, uh, do you ever talk to him? No? Oh, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> It'd be easier if you came to the mic, Trevor. So he does have the same problem, though, as Trevor, as the shower with yeah, the hair. It is so. weird. <laughs> he does have long hair, too, and it's blonde. So uh, I don't know. We'll get him on that. We'll never get an answer because he doesn't really do anything for this podcast except press record on a recorder for us. So I don't know why you pay. We pay you money. Okay. So mine is wet hair. I hope you can do better. What do you have? I got nothing other than Amari Rogers dropping the pass. No, you can't take that. I just had an outburst about that. Well, I mean, what else happened during the game, man? Like nothing happened. <laughs> all like, right. All right. We'll you said it was a cop out to take the second and third team and said they play like crap. Like 
It's what true. else is there? Okay, I mean, I'm going to have more defined rules in the next... Uh, we've got two weeks to prepare for our next post-game I mean, show. Carol Baskin can be the fans that paid money to be at that game. I mean, why would you go to that game? I mean... Great point. <laughs> is that better? I got nothing, man. Okay. Or, or I spent gonna... that whole time you were talking, searching for something, and there's nothing I can find. <laughs> Thank you for working during the show. Very efficient. All right, we'll 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 refine this a little bit better. Like I said, we got a couple of weeks to work on this. And speaking of that, that's a great segue. That, that's going to end the show today. But let me give you a little programming alert here. Uh, so Clemson has a bye week next week. That's great for us. Helps us uh, relax a little bit. Great for the rest of you. I don't know what you're going to do with your free Saturday this weekend because Clemson doesn't play. But I'm going to find something to do. Two in a row, actually. Two Saturdays in a row, basically, for being free. Oh, true. Fair enough. That was supposed to be a joke. Move on. All right. Really smooth here at the end. Okay, so we're not going to have a preview episode and no recap episode, hence the free week. Uh, But instead, I will be bringing you the daily news update five days a week for this next week. And then then four days the next week. You see how that works? Really genius stuff here. So look forward to talking to you then. Uh, Today, great day. Great day to at least watch the first half. Today was one of those games where it's like great to have friends over and to not really pay attention because you know your team's just going to win. And uh, every now and then, like every time you look at the TV, they're like there's a deep ball going into the end zone. Anyway, so that was fun to see. So, all right, that's going to do it for today. We'll talk to you on Monday.